This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Aaron Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? <laughs> As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. It's time once again to let you know what's happening in the world of Right from the Deep. So here you go. Well, what's happening is we're thankful. Amen. You guys, thank you so much for all our patrons on Patreon. We're grateful for your support. And we want you to know, guys, we pray for you by name and we thank God for you by name. And special thanks to our October sponsor of the month, Stacy McLean. Stacy's been hard at work on her first book, a Christian speculative fiction called Make Known the Path. So be watching for that. And now... Here's Here's the the show. show. Hello, listeners. We are so glad that you have chosen to join us here in the deep. We are so thankful for you. More and more today, you guys, people are struggling with being overwhelmed, discouraged, and depressed. Even believers, okay, sometimes especially believers, right? Yeah. They find themselves in a place that feels dark and hopeless. Okay, so sometimes when we struggle with depression that won't go away, we might need a professional to help us with that. Do not be afraid or ashamed to admit if that's the case. But other times, depression and inner struggle comes because, well, we know in our heads that God is in control. Our hearts are weary. And things keep hitting us day after day after day after day. And when that happens, it's far too easy to let our focus slide from the Father and land on circumstances. You know, that's when we find ourselves saying things like, all I can do is pray, or I can't even pray about this. But the truth is, God is with us, and our circumstances, whether good or hard, are in His hands. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't change the fact that we feel this way. (laughs) Our emotions are still real. They're still there. They're still powerful. So if you're in a place of hurt today or weariness or sadness or grief or depression, know this. You are not alone. Other people struggle. That is all part of the human experience, guys. Your Mm -hmm. friends, your family, your neighbors, even your enemies, they all deal with this. Your heroes and the great people of the faith go through these kinds of times, too. So in a sense, they're with you as well. Everyone has wrestled with depression at some point. Theologian Charles Spurgeon once said, No sin is necessarily connected to sorrow of the heart. For Jesus Christ, our Lord, once said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. There was no sin in him and consequently none in his deep depression. So you guys feeling those emotions, it isn't wrong or sinful. Like Aaron said, it's human. Right. So here's Psalm 56, 8. Listen to this. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? You guys, God sees, God hears, God knows. So lay yourself open before him and be honest with him about how you feel. If this is how you're feeling right now. And we look to prayer and we say, well, at least I can pray. Guys, it's not at least. Prayer is the most powerful thing that you can bring into the midst of difficulty and depression. And praying in the hard times, 
you got to understand it's not about changing your circumstances. It's about changing you. It's about moving our focus to God and His will, surrendering what we thought would be to what He knows is best. Sure, we're human and we'll experience discouragement and depression. But like C.S. Lewis, we can acknowledge the fact that, and this is a quote from him, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. It doesn't change God. It changes me. I love that quote from him, and he was talking about that when his wife, Joy, was sick. So, you know, he was in a very dark place at that point. Prayer doesn't change God. Prayer changes us. So feelings are real. They're normal. They're human. And we're going to go through the full range of them over the course of our lives. In fact, Ecclesiastes 3 tells us all of this. There's time to mourn. There's a time to rejoice, and so on and so on. So emotions are real, and they're normal. Right. But here's the thing. They're a reflection of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. If we want to change our feelings, we have to change our thoughts. We have to change our focus. And how do we do that, especially when we're depressed? I was reading and listening to a great um, podcast, um, John Piper's podcast. Uh, It's, I think, called Ask Pastor John. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys. But this is what he says about depression. He says, depression regularly involves a weakening of our faith and our hope. And God is clear that reawakening of faith, reawakening of hope will not come if we're not hearing the Word of God. Without scriptures, there's no hope of a Christ-exalting turnaround of our emotions. You know, it's so easy to isolate when we start feeling these things to tell ourselves we don't want to impose these negative and dark feelings on anybody else. But really, we are just pulling away and kind of focusing in on those emotions. And that's the enemy's strategy to keep you isolated so you're not hearing the Word of God. You've got to get that Word of God and you've got to let go of what happened in the past. Here's another quote from C.S. Lewis. If you're thinking that he's one of my favorite writers, you're absolutely right. (laughs) So here's what he says. Getting over a painful experience is much like crossing monkey bars. You have to let go at some point in order to move forward. Isn't that a great image? So you've got to take some time to focus on Scripture, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to focus on Scripture that will help you let go and move forward, that will help you lay a foundation for that Christ-exalting turnaround. But remember to be patient through the process here. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. But I don't think that that means literal day and night. (laughs) I think that sometimes that's a season. So weeping may tarry for a season, but joy in its season will also come. So we got to wait for it. Okay, so let's listen to the words of the Lord that can help us in those times when we are struggling with depression and those dark seasons. Psalm 27, 14 tells us, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalm 119, 147, I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. I hope in your word. Hmm. Psalm 42, 7 through 8. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Mm, That's one of my favorites, guys. That's a great one to just soak in. Here's Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. 
anytime you have that opportunity to speak those good words into others' lives, do it. And then we just pray that God will bring those words into your life when you need them. Words like Deuteronomy 31.8, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. Not he might be with you or he's thinking about being with you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Deuteronomy 32.10, in a desert land he found him, in a barren and howling waste. He Mm. shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. A barren and howling waste. That's that's such a great image for how we feel sometimes. Second Samuel 22 verses 29 through 33 tell us, O Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness in your strength. I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? God is my strong fortress, and he makes my way perfect. Psalm thirty-four, seventeen. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Guys, God hears you. Sometimes we don't think that, we don't feel that, we don't see results, but God hears you right now. Psalm 40, 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Psalm 3, 3 through 5. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. Psalm 32.10 Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. And I want you to notice it doesn't say that the one who trusts in the Lord won't know sorrow, but that steadfast love surrounds that one. So steadfast love is all around you. Psalm 37, 3-4, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I like Psalms. I love David. I've said this before. David's a whiner, and I relate to that about him. <laughs> so here he is in Psalm 42, 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Amen. And this one is an oldie but a goodie, but I want you to really listen to the words, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. This is God speaking, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. No matter how dark or how evil times may seem, God is at work to bring about the future he has for you and the hope that you can have in him. <laughs> 
John 16.33 I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. First Peter 4.12-13 Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice. Here's one that we all, I hope, will memorize. Romans 8, 38-39 For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Micah 7, 8 do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. In 1 Peter 5.10, he says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I know sometimes it seems like the dark times and the struggling and being in the deep, those things last forever, and you wonder, will I ever feel better? Will I ever get past this? This is a promise that says you have suffered a little while. In sense of eternity, it will be a little while, and then eternity comes, and he will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Psalm 30, verse 7, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. I hope you guys are getting the key of hope, hope, hope. <laughs> as long as we have God, we have hope. And He wants us to hope in Him. He wants us to hope in Him first, last, and always. So, what are we saying? Well, we're saying that times will come when it seems hopeless. Times will come when you find yourself so overwhelmed by the bad things that are happening that that's what you end up focusing on. And it erodes that comfort and that peace that you feel in God, in following Jesus. And yet we serve a suffering Savior. Jesus knew every aspect of what it was to suffer, and he understands. He doesn't look down on us for struggling and even doubting. What he does is he opens his arms and he welcomes us into the experience of suffering with him and with God. God is always there with us. We have to remember that and never doubt it. We can cry, we can be immersed in the darkness, but if we reach out to Him, if we simply speak His name, He comes, He hears, and He will deliver. I love what Charles Spurgeon said about depression. Charles Spurgeon, whose words have motivated and inspired so many, listen to what this great man of faith said. I find myself frequently depressed. And I find no better cure for that depression than to trust in the Lord with all my heart and seek afresh to realize the power of the peace-speaking blood of Jesus and his infinite love in dying on the cross to put away all my transgressions. 
focusing on love. Even if we can't feel it, we can focus on it and we can speak the truth about it. And then another C.S. Lewis quote, he (laughs) says, life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. Mm. I found that to be true in my own life. We find so many things facing us that are hard. And yet when we know, when we truly know deep within that God is on our side and he is with us every step of the way, even if we don't understand it, even if we don't like where we are at the moment, we can know that his way is perfect and he is there for us. So we want to close today with this final thought from Scripture, Romans 15, 13. Take these words and hold them close. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So, until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen.